Welcome to episode 47 of Real Travels. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, the author of On Location, a Film and TV Lover's Travel Guide. Today, I'm going to say the words we've been waiting to hear for more than a year. Let's plan a trip. everyone. It's mid-March and one year ago the world shut down. We still have a ways to go, but for quite some time nobody even wanted to think about traveling and get their hopes up. Now millions of people are getting vaccinated and some of the country's restrictions are being lifted. It still doesn't mean we can be careless or that COVID-19 is over, but at least right now we can start planning. I know many RVers are already out there traveling, but what about everybody else? Of course, it all depends on what you want to see or do and where you live, but nobody can stop you from daydreaming and planning your trip. We will get exactly into how to do that in this week's interview with Samantha Weck, a travel agent with Expedition Weck. Now, before I get to that, as a writer, I get press releases, which are pitches from businesses or people to talk about their products or services on the air. I decided to start telling you guys about what I get if I think it might be of interest to you. Now, I will let you know that if I get paid for a sponsorship, I'll let you know that that's the case. But in this case, it's it's not the case. <laughs> Nobody's paying me to tell you about the things I find. So this week, I received a press release from the Ben West Palm, an autograph collection hotel, which launched the Book Butler program. It's a new complimentary guest offering in partnership with a local independent bookstore called the Palm Beach Bookstore. The Book Butler program invites bibliophiles to order a book on demand from a specially curated in-room menu. Hotel guests dial zero from their in-room phone to be connected to the book butler, who will hand deliver a new copy of your selected book to your room, accompanied by a custom-designed tasseled bookmark. A complimentary in-room dining option, Book Bites, will give you the option to order specially paired small plates with your book. Now a side note to this. I love the Golden Girls. So there's this episode where Dorothy meets a so-called friend who takes her out to a book-themed restaurant. They order the following items on the menu, which are also based on books. I love this. Crepes of Wrath, The Old Man and the Seafood Salad, for whom the stuffed bell pepper tolls, and turkey sandwich on catcher in the rye bread with a side order of George Bernard's slaw, and they also have Edgar Allan Poe potatoes. <laughs> I love this episode, and I always wanted a restaurant that would do this, so I hope that this restaurant actually lists items like this on the menu. The Ben West Palm opened its doors to guests in February 2020, However, the late 19th century origins of the property have always been grounded in literature and storytelling. Bird Spillman Dewey, a best-selling author and celebrated columnist, moved to South Florida in 1892 and lived in an estate originally named Ben Travato. The Ben's namesake and a term loosely derived from an Italian phrase meaning, even if it isn't true, it's still a good story. So in the tradition of storytelling, the Book Butler program pays homage to the rich literary history of the hotel 
and to the late Bird Dewey, whose love of storytelling informed many of the other touch points throughout the Ben, including multiple literary themed design elements, guest rooms that feature secret sliding bookcases, and in the lobby, a book display wall is arranged to resemble a silhouette of Dewey's face. I have chills thinking that I can rent a room that has a secret sliding bookcase. I could have a book butler bring me a book. I mean, it, it from an independent bookstore. This has me written all over it. And I really hope that you not only take the opportunity to travel and to travel and enjoy a program like this, but you're also supporting a local independent bookstore. And I'm huge on that. So each book that's available through the Book Butler program is complimentary to guests. You could either take the book home with you after you check out, or you can leave it behind to be donated to the West Palm Beach Library Foundations. So for more information on all of this, you can go to www.thebenwestpalm.com or thepalmbeachbookstore.com. And like I said, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And if you go, let me know if you enjoy it. Um, a lot of the movies that we watched are based on books, which is why I really thought that this was interesting to, to you guys, because a lot of the films that you see are based on some of your favorite books. So what a great way to put the two together. So great press release that I got this week. So on the note of vaccinations, which I want to jump back to really quick, I've actually gotten my first dose and I'm heading toward my second next week. In a couple of weeks, I'll start venturing out a little more, still social distancing a bit and wearing my mask, and I'm excited to start planning trips. We'll decide to just start locally and kind of work our way out west by fall where my son is in, in Arizona. I haven't seen him in two years and I just want to hug him. So I'm starting to daydream about a local trip in New York and then a bigger trip later this year. Now, if you could use some help or inspiration when it comes to planning a trip, today's show is perfect for you. I welcome Samantha Weck from Weck Travel, who it's also called Ex Exhibition Weck. So you can check out her website, which I'll give at the end of the show, who gives out some great advice about planning a trip, how to score deals and more. Enjoy the interview and hang out till the end because afterwards I have a celebrity minute for you. See you on the other side. Hey, Samantha, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And it's been such a long time since people have been able to really say, let's plan a trip. Hasn't it been, doesn't it feel like it's just been forever? Oh, definitely. I'm raring to go myself. I am raring to go, and as a travel agent, I'm sure that you are absolutely raring to go and to help people get where they want to go. And one of the things I mentioned to you, that being that this is a show about film and TV travel, is I wanted to give out tips to people that, you know, if they want to start planning that great vacation around their favorite TV show or film, how, where do they even start? How do they do that? And so that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. So let's pretend. I'm going to pretend to be your client for now. And I just want to know, like, I have an idea. I want to take a trip. Where do I start? Do I do all the research and then call you? Or you do all the research and then call me? What happens? So since this is movie-based, I would recommend picking the movie and knowing what scenes you're looking for, and then you can come to me or another travel agent for research, because our job is to research. That's not your job. So, and then we would go in and 
find those movie scenes, where they're filmed, how we can make that into a road trip, that there's multiple scenes involved. We can certainly plan it all out for you, and then I would present it to you in multiple itineraries, and you can choose from that option, or we can edit it together. Uh, as long as you give me what movie and what top three scenes or top scenes that are a must-see, we can take care of that. Oh, I love that idea. Now, are we talking that you can do that nationally or internationally or both? Both. I've uh, actually had people been interested in Hobbiton in New Zealand. I can certainly take care of that. Travel agents, for the most part, have their niches, but that's what's great about them. You can ask them, hey, can you do this? If not, do you know a travel agent you can refer me to? Because all of us are connected because mm -hmm. we get it. That's how we keep business going. What about budget, though? Because if it were up to me, I'd be on the road permanently, and my budget would be sky high. But, you know, you have to stick to a budget. Where do we start when we're trying to figure out what we can afford to do and for how long we need, you know, money for? I mean, how do we figure all that out? Of course. So food and hotel or vacation rental, however you're staying, should be the most important because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to – keep being able to have the energy to do what you're going to do and see. And then going from there, you decide, are you going to take a tour? Is there an excursion involved? Uh, like, for example, there are many, like, movie-seeing tours in Los Angeles that you can join that can range anywhere from $20 per person to $500 per person. So you should start definitely at the main basics of what you absolutely need and then determine from there what you're willing to spend on. So I am terrible in, with budgeting because even though I've, I've taken some trips where I've been really good at budgeting, when you get somewhere, it's obviously like, oh, I want to try this place. Oh, I didn't know about that. So what do you do in terms of planning um, extra money you should bring? Like, Is there a percentage over and above your budget you should have on you? So personally, what I recommend clients is different for every travel agent. I always recommend 30 to 40 like percent of your budget be for extra stuff that you don't need because, like I said, the hotel and food is going to be important. And sometimes it's not as important for others, but you want to make sure you're in a safe place to stay. And then for that 30 or 40 percent, you can divvy that up however the client wishes. Now, let's talk a little bit about, even though there are some restrictions that have been lifted, um, for the most part, there's still a lot of traveling we can't do. Talk a little bit about, you know, those restrictions, what we kind of need to know. Because I, I listen to a lot of travel podcasts who really kind of disregard all of this. And they're like, oh, if you're planning to do this, that, and the other thing, just go ahead and do it. And it, it's kind of annoying because there still are restrictions out there, right? Yes, there definitely are, and they are constantly changing, which is why it can definitely seem very overwhelming when planning a trip. Travel agents uh, like myself do keep on top of that. Um, for example, most states are open. They don't require the vaccine. Um, some states still require a negative test. Um, some don't, like New York no longer requires a negative test anymore. But, again, that is changing, especially if you're doing international travel. Most countries in the next six months to a year are going to start requiring the vaccine to be able to enter that country. So it is constantly changing, but your travel agent will be up to date on that. 
Now, I know using a travel agent, um, I mean, I've done that in the past, and we're talking about using one now, and I definitely don't want to take away what you guys do, but if I decided to take a road trip, am I, you know, let's say I wanted to rent an RV or something like that, tell me why I still need a travel agent to help me. Well, perfect. Well, actually, travel agents can rent you an RV, but even without that, you can use them for travel insurance. You can book excursions through them. They aren't a package, all-or-nothing deal. I think that's a common misconception of people. They think, oh, I have to book everything with them, when that's not the case. You can book them just for that $10 excursion. Maybe not every travel agent will take it, which is a shame, because I believe in helping people out whenever they need it, but... Yeah, travel insurance is very important, even if you are doing a road trip, because, again, with the current circumstances, you never know. You you mentioned excursion. Now I know what that is, but maybe a, tra- maybe a listener is listening going, what is an excursion? So excursion is just a activity, either paying or free, that um, you guys would like to enjoy, such as if you're in Hawaii swimming with the dolphins or um, doing a food um, bar hopping tour, that would be considered an excursion, things like that. Oh, okay. Travel is fun, and I, I, it's what I want to be my life permanently for the rest of my life, but things can go wrong. Give me a couple of examples of what problems you can run into, whether you travel internationally or nationally. Yeah, of course. So traveling nationally, a person can get sick on their trip. And what most people don't understand is some travel insurance does cover medical costs. You don't have to worry about your insurance not working out of state, especially those on state medical insurance. Um, Things could also go wrong with missing documents, um, like especially internationally. I had a client who lost their vaccine papers, and they almost couldn't get on their plane to get home. Luckily, we were, I was, I had a, co- I always require copies of all my clients' documentation, so I had a copy and I was able to email it to them so they got on their plane. So, it could be anything small from just forgetting a passport or document or something big like breaking a leg on a, on a trip, you know? So, it, and it's things that most people don't think about because it rarely happens, but that's why you always gotta plan for the worst. <laughs> I know, my husband's always like, you think too much of the what ifs. And I'm like, yeah, but haven't we always planned properly then? <laughs> you know, if I could sit there and think of all the what ifs and I have background, uh, you know, backup plans, that's, I think, smart planning, right? Exactly. You can never plan too much. Of course, I'm not saying pack your itinerary. That's different. But always plan for the worst. You know, have that backup plan. And, like, what's great about that is you can either do it yourself or if you do have a travel agent, you have someone 24-7 that you can rely on. So planning is my cup of tea. (laughs) Now, with all of the uh, restrictions and with all the requirements now and things like that, how far in advance, uh, I mean, can you still do a a spur-of-the-moment trip or do you have to now plan out further than we used to? You can certainly still do a spur-of-the-moment plan. You would just have to be careful of those rates being, especially if you're doing a hotel, being non-refundable because cancellation policies are not as flexible anymore since we've been in the pandemic a year. So do be careful of that. But that's for the moment still happening. There's still availability in places. 
Internationally, you wouldn't be able to do as for the moment because you do need that 72-hour COVID test mm-hmm. um, for most countries that are still open to us. But nationally, for the moment, it's still possible. All right. So what about, you know, we talked about the rates of the hotel. What about deals? I mean, is there a better time of the year to get deals, whether it be at hotels or airfare? How would you kind of get the best bang for your buck? Yes. Okay. So, hotels. Booking during the slow season is the best. So, for example, New York's slow season is right now winter. You're going to get the lowest rates possible during the winter, whereas Florida, their slow season is actually the summer because of how hot it is. So, just think of the region you're going to. If you're going to a destination that's most popular in the fall and summer, winter is going to be the rate you're going to get, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then with flights, um, the general rule of thumb is six months in advance, but I'm going to admit to a secret tip. So I use this app called Hopper, and it is convenient because it tracks the prices of your flight. I don't book through Hopper because you will get the worst seats. However, you can get those same rates with the airline or with your favorite budget airline itself, and you'll still get that price. So I highly recommend it to all my clients. Be like, hey, check Hopper. It'll tell you when your flight's going to go down or when it's about to increase again. Oh, that's a really great idea. But that doesn't cost you a client being that they went through the app, right? If they choose to book through the app, that's their prerogative. I would lose a client. However, I always say you won't get the best seat. You will not get that checked bag or even a carry-on. A lot of airlines are now removing the complimentary carry-on bag. They're only allowing you that personal item. Mm-hmm. Whereas with me, you still, I will still get you there, but I will get you that carry-on bag that, you know, or even a checked bag for not even that much of an increase. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, for my film and TV travel buffs out there, what would you say is, like, the best, like, an ideal way of, of planning the trip or, like, an ideal trip for them? Like, how, how do we figure that out? I want them to go out and make sure that they have the best time. So for them specifically, what tips would you give them? I always recommend looking up where the scenes were filmed because, like, for example, my favorite favorite show that I'm watching right now, Medium, is based in Phoenix, but it was actually filmed in California. So if you don't look that up ahead of time and you go to Phoenix, Phoenix is a great place, don't get me wrong, but you Mm -hmm. won't see any of the places where that show was filmed. And then on top of that, I always recommend look at the property. Is it public property? Do they, is it private that they offer tours? It's very important before you book anything to be able to know that you're actually able to visit those spaces because some places that were filmed are not available to the public. Definitely look at that first. And then when you have your top three places that are close together, go ahead, start planning your hotel, How if you're going to drive, things like that. That's a great tip because one of the things people don't realize, like um, my husband and I binged Ozark, and it was a great, great show, and the scenery was beautiful. I mean, the lake scenery and stuff, and we found out it wasn't even filmed in the Ozarks. So it's like I, I, I know people that have made their, their way out to where it was filmed, and I can't remember off the top of my head where it was filmed, but I, I can't imagine someone going, I'm just going to get in my car and go, and then they get there and they're like, nope, Ozark wasn't filmed in Ozark, <laughs> you know, so what are you doing here? 
So that's, I think, the best tip, you know, that you can give. And plus, you know, a lot of people nowadays, they'll go to these places where things were filmed and they're not treating them right. It's like I've heard so many really bad stories about people who mistreat monuments or things that, whether it be a statue or something like that, and and that's really tacky. So I think that if you're going to go to these places and you're there because you love the show, treat it with respect, right? Of course, I definitely agree. It's such an issue all over the world, unfortunately, and it's something us travelers and got to do better with. Now, I put you on the spot, and, and I asked you, um, and you told me like you were watching the show Medium. What, what other shows or movies do you love, and would you like to go see where they were filmed? I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I, I dropped it earlier. I mentioned Hobbiton in New Zealand, and, yes, I've, I've had clients interested, but I am dying to go. I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I, I'm that geeky girl, <laughs> and I want to go so badly that it's the first thing I'm going to do once it's safe. Nice. And <laughs> That's awesome. Go ahead. Keep going. I want to hear more. I um, First of all, i got to tell you, I have never seen... And, and don't hate me. I'm glad we're on the phone so that you can't, like, smack the back of my head. But <laughs> I have never seen one of the Lord of the Rings. I keep recording them, and I never watch them. But I have seen The Hobbiton, and I want to go there just for just to be there because it's so cute and it looks awesome. And I have to go back and watch the movies. I know everybody keeps telling me that. But I, I definitely can see why you want to go there. These places are amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a gorgeous place. I love the photos. And, hey, you'll get there, you know. Hey, maybe go to Hobbiton first and then you'll feel inspired. You never know. That's true. Otherwise, I still might also get there and go, I don't understand what this has to do with the movie because I've never seen the movie, but, you know, it's still a really <laughs> great place. I I have had so much fun talking to you. You you are a wealth of information and great tips, and I'm glad that I had you on. I knew I picked the right person. And I want to know if the readers want to talk to you about a trip, how do they go about finding you, and, you know, give them all your contact information. Of course. So if you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Expedition Weck, uh, or you can send me an email at travel at expeditionweck.com. And my phone number is... and I'm certainly happy to look into those trips for everyone. Awesome, and I'm glad that we're even talking about traveling again. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all these great tips. Maybe down the road we'll have you back and do it again, okay? Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Samantha. You have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for that interview, Samantha. It was really filled with a lot of great tips. Now, coming up next is the Celebrity Minute. And if you're a veteran of listening to my show, you know that I've had other celebrities on who come on and talk about their favorite film or TV travel location that they visited. And this week, my Celebrity Minute is with Pat Francis, comedian and host of a very popular podcast called The Rock Solid Podcast. Let's see what he has to say about his favorite film travel location that he's visited. Hi, everyone. My name is Pat Francis, and I'm the host of the Rock Solid Podcast. And my favorite film travel story would have to be when I went to Rome with my wife, and we went to the Colosseum. And that is where Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris fight to the death in the film Way of the Dragon. It was directed by Bruce Lee, and it was Chuck Norris's film debut.
All right. That's my real travel story. Hope you enjoyed it. Pat, thanks so much for your Celebrity Minute. You can find Pat on Twitter at Pat underscore Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S. And that's it for this edition of Real Travel's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. And if you have a minute, please share or leave me a review on this podcast. Click on those little iTunes stars. Five would be great. It would really help me out. Thanks so much, and I'll see you all next week.